1: Welcome to another Monday night of the Loud Pedal. I'm your host, Michael Clark Griswold, with my trusty co-host, The mouth, Brian Hustlinger. Hi. Tonight, we have another very, very special guest for you. Driver of the number 35 Adirac, Ondo, Adirac Auto, Mike Mahaney. Welcome to the show, Mike.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Absolutely. So, um, to kick the show off, Brian has an apology for you.
2: Already?
3: Already? Yeah. Already? Uh, yeah, no, well, it started back early, like beginning of the season. I I want to publicly apologize for picking you to win everything.
0: <laughs> and kind of,
3: and, and wow. kind of throwing a monkey wrench in the season. Like, yep. Yeah, see, that's why. That's why you can't pick drivers, Brian. Because look, Mike got a flat tire.
2: Yeah. Um, so, definitely, so. uh Yeah, I apologize. You you, that's the way racing goes. You can't really uh, plan that stuff out.
1: Yeah, and I, I told Brian, literally picked you to win.
0: Everything. So.
1: Yeah, he picked you, at the beginning of the year. He picked you to win short track super series South, which turned out pretty good. Uh, he picked you well, that win. worked out. Yeah, he picked you to win the North Series. He picked you to win the American Racer Cup, the Grand Champion. The Super Dirt Car Series. I think he picked you to win the World Outlaws this year too. I don't, I don't know where that did. came from. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> did.
2: Well, the American Racer Cup wasn't going to work out because I don't race enough American Racer weekly tracks. Okay. So that was never going to work out. But so I don't know about that pick. But the South Series obviously was a good pick. The North Series, uh. Started out What's... really well. We were leading it for a while and then, yeah. uh, dropped out of a race due to a a wheel bearing, which is, like, unheard of. Um, <laughs> and then, I think from there, I think it was just we're, you know, you just get yourself behind because of stuff like yeah. that, and then nothing you can do about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, glad, glad the South Series worked out for you.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I also picked you to win the Fonda and Albany Saratoga Track Championships.
2: Well, Fonda did not go well for me. I mean, um, when Stuart Friesen wasn't there, we won a couple of races. <laughs> uh, but uh, points-wise, I was very inconsistent. Our uh, Our car broke a lot and then um done a couple accidents so it wasn't wasn't the season we were hoping for at Fonda but Fonda's a tough track weekly it really takes a lot yeah. of maintenance and um what we learned from that is that being being that we had to, we we kind of ran our Fonda car on the short track super series as well can't really run the same car there and the series it's just too much wear and tear on it and uh so i think we're preparing this year to to have something separate okay okay like a fonda only car stuff out yeah because uh you know fonda is its own animal and it's yeah it's just hard on the engine hard on the driveline um things like that and it'll hurt you on the series or or vice versa so it's just uh I mean, I think that's kind of been our Achilles really like, um, try really hard to do, do maintenance, but, um, when something, you know, you, you take an old part and you weld on it and polish it and clean it and re-grease it, you can only do it so many times. And then you <laughs> yeah. eventually need to just buy a new one. <laughs>
0: right.
2: Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, from from a racing standpoint it can be frustrating but i know from from uh like building the team up and trying to get better i look at the long game and we're really making big strides and i, I have a lot of look lot to look forward to because in the future you know okay we can save up and eventually we'll have more you know Big thing is is just trying not to to overspend so that you're all done. You know what I mean. You can right.
0: you yeah. go all yeah. in
2: and be all done real quick in racing. And uh, if you if you play your cards right, maybe you can keep going for a while, and then eventually everything gets better. Now,
1: um, looking
2: at the schedule
1: coming up for February, because obviously you know the, I feel like the off season gets so shorter and shorter. Yeah, it gets shorter and shorter every year. And you know, if you, are you planning on going down for Deo's Florida uh sunshine swing?
2: Oh yeah, very excited about it. I've never been to tech So uh you know we actually just got done with the Louisiana swing. We're just, right. <laughs> we were way down south and I I hurt my Dayo motor, my big small box. Oh and it turned out to be uh what happened was an intake valve broke into three pieces, oof, and the oof. pieces landed on top of the pistons. And then when the piston comes up, shut into uh, the head. There's only so much clearance in there, and the piece of the valve, um, you know, smashes between the piston and the mm-hmm. the cylinder head. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, the engine wouldn't turn over, and I really didn't know why until we got home and tore it apart. But uh, luckily didn't really damage the piston or the head too bad so we're gonna we're gonna be able to fix that and have it ready to go back to back down south and uh try it in the sunshine swing so we'll we'll be able to go down there and i don't know lake city florida sounds pretty good to me this time of year when it's freezing up here absolutely does and uh you know i'm looking forward to it um so what was your experience like down in Louisiana?
3: Did you like the tracks down there? Yay day eh? Well,
2: it, it was a mix, you know. Okay. Uh, first night, Boot Hill, unbelievable, wild, boring, really tight. Um, do I want to bring my nicest looking body there? And smash it up? No, but <laughs> pretty cool racing. Like I, that thing, that place was fast for a quarter mile. Okay, and pretty neat. I liked it, like a lot, big, huge lip in one and two, to the point where they were telling us stories about how people were launching off the lip and knocking the fence down because oh wow, it's wow so steep. Uh, Just a really neat layout of a track, and then um, unfortunately, I broke my engine. That's the night I broke the engine, Uh, first night, so that started the week off bad. But then we went to Arklatex, and uh, that track was slippery. Of course, I broke my small block. I had to pull out the big block for the slippery track.
0: And, uh,
2: <laughs> awesome track. I mean, Arklatex was really good racing, ton of fun. Just wish I had my small block, you know. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: So I enjoyed that one as well. Um and then we hit the Rev and the Rev was like, oh my God, we're this place is in Louisiana. I mean it, it was a immaculate. I mean uh hard to explain. It's like it was like a three-eighths mile Charlotte. Like,
3: like Okay, I had a longer, dog leg uh,
2: no, not like not like Charlotte Motor Speedway, but like Oh okay, the like dirt
3: the track job I'm sorry, Charlotte. the dirt track <laughs> I apologize. It's
2: like it was like the dirt track at Charlotte's almost like too wide and too big, but you almost drive it like a circle. Right. And this okay. was a 3 mile, so so it raced like a three-eighths mile track. You know, like some of those shorter tracks provide better racing. And, right. Um yeah, yeah. This place, you know, it had red clay, had white painted walls. It only had one opening at, at in the entrance to turn three. It was literally like racing in a mini Charlotte. It, it um had awesome. Brand new aluminum grandstands, uh, you know, just a state-of-the-art facility, sitting in Monroe, <laughs> Louisiana. You know, <laughs> the middle of nowhere. I way, no idea this even existed, and it's and it's one of the nicest tracks I've ever been to. I I just couldn't believe it. it was like Revolution Raceway Park. I mean, uh, just really cool place, and really enjoyed that. And that was our best night of the week. So I, I, I loved that one and had a lot of fun, good racing. Um, and then we went to Chatham, which is, you know, more like, uh, that's like a short track bull ring. Um, we were there for two nights and, you know, two completely opposite circumstances. The first night was heavy and rough because they got rain the night before. Yeah. And then the next night took rubber. So like, you know, who would have guessed any of that, but, you know, it certainly was interesting and quite a week. I couldn't believe how, um, how welcoming all the people were from Louisiana. They just were so nice to us and, uh, certainly loved all the food. Cajun food's awesome. Oh Yeah. 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 Just, it was an it was a very neat trip. Hell of a long ride home, like twenty four hours of driving, is way too long. But uh, you know, I mean, we got home and it's like, well, now we got to winterize everything. We got to put every, you know, we got to get motors out, get them rebuilt. And we were so concerned with that, we we missed the the trade show in Syracuse. Missed the the banquets happening last weekend and everything. And I don't know, I guess we traded it for going racing.
1: (laughs) Now going back down or back to uh, Louisiana for Louisiana for a minute. um, Want two part question. One uh, was there a lot of guys from down that way coming up to you and, and maybe trying to pick your brain to get some advice. And two uh, I know they're, they're fairly new, you know, to the whole Northeast dirt modified thing. And, you know, watching them on flow, it almost Mm. seems like they're, they're way behind, way behind in in technology. Is that a fair, uh, a fair statement?
2: Yeah. Easily, easily a fair assessment. I mean, um, definitely I, I tried my best to help with Mm -hmm you know what i could with those guys on on like any sort of technical issue or whatever because you know what you're seeing on the on the screen when them racing is like a guy's got a car that someone else raced a bunch of years and then sold it to to him down there and it doesn't just have a bad steering box but it's the the uh kingpin bushings are worn out and the rod ends are worn out and uh you know who knows what's going on with the setup so like you know they're doing a hell of a lot of work to try and try and do the most of what they got and you know i give them a ton of credit because i couldn't believe what i was seeing in the pit area like um to the left of me a guy's got his transmission tore apart where I feel like, you know, my life is hell when I have to change the transmission and I got a spare.
0: <laughs> this
2: guy's got all the gears and pieces and stuff out of it. I don't even know. I, you know, I'll be honest. I've never rebuilt a Burt transmission. I don't know how it all goes together. I send them oh. up to Paul Jensen. And he rebuilds them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I'm a mechanical guy. I like, I like doing that type of stuff, but it's like, that's deep. You know, um, I yeah. and then you know the next night the guy <laughs> the guys rebuilding the rear end. He's got the spool out of it because he's, he's got to change that and um, you know, just I give him a ton of credit because they're trying like hell to to really get better and and improve and, and us coming down there I think like gives them clues and hints on what 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 to do and stuff because the more the more we race we get we keep improving and getting better and then right oh um, yeah oh sure the whole, like short like so like here's a good example up here if you're racing on a anywhere near slippery racetrack and you don't you're not up on the whole like short rod coil thing um I don't even know if it's worth showing up so, right right uh a lot of, you know, like there's a lot of guys run on torsion bars still, like in Louisiana. So, so that, that's already kind of a setback, you know, holding them back a little bit. But at the same time, if it's heavy, sometimes that's good mm-hmm. for you, you know. I mean, Billy Jr. won a bunch of races in Georgetown with, um, you know, just diff- it all depends on the, on the conditions. But again, experience still, Still kind of prevails on that you know guys that know how to adapt to all these different conditions of the dirt it it just helps you um i think it, for most of the guys we're racing against it was only like the first year second year uh with the dirt modified and uh there aren't a whole lot of people locally to call for right. advice or instructions or anything like that so um I definitely felt like uh, I I got a lot of joy out of seeing like seeing it grow and seeing uh, you know just seeing everybody work together and because we want our division to grow we want it to expand to new tracks and get out of the northeast a little bit and and uh, you know show the rest of the country what what these cars are made of because they can put on a really good race and oh yeah uh, oh absolutely you know, that's that's really what it's all about and i think i think it's a huge start and i i know there's plenty of other tracks and places we could try to go and keep that kind of idea rolling
3: Has any of the uh the louisiana drivers expressed any kind of interest in coming up say racing a, a season up here up north just to get a feel, how to set up and all that stuff.
2: Um. Well, I think that's a tough thing to do. Um. Most of them have, you know, jobs and families where they're at. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so like, that's like taking your Saturday night driver at, at uh, Grandview or, big diamond and saying hey why don't you move to california and practice racing for a year you know i don't think anyone's <laughs> yeah. gonna do that you know what i mean it's, it's uh somebody it's, might uh, no they're just gonna they're gonna keep going to their local track and try to get better there and once they once you feel like you're like maybe you're the best guy there or maybe you're just you're, you're thinking like I think I have potential touring around the country a little bit. Then you, then you do that. It's it's too expensive of a sport to yeah. to jump on the travel team before you get at your local high school. You know, <laughs> like I was just watching yeah. my my uh, nephew play lacrosse this weekend. I I had a chance to do that. That was nice, and um, he was playing travel lacrosse. And it was like, that's expensive for for the parents to to get oh, a yeah. kid out and do that. Nothing compared to racing, but still, you know, you, you know, until you, until the kid takes a huge interest and really applies himself to the, to the high school team, you don't go put them on the travel team, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that makes, so, that makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. Um,
2: we actually had a
1: fan submit a question, uh, earlier this week when we announced that you're coming on the show this week. And, uh, he wants to know, uh, I guess, what your maintenance program entails, and he wants to know if maybe there's something you can do in your maintenance program that would eliminate maybe some of the the DNFs or the or the issues you you had at the track this past year.
2: Absolutely. So to start with, my maintenance program starts with it always starts with washing the car. You right. watch the car, you mm-hmm. get a chance to inspect the car and see see what you can you know the naked eye can tell is any is there anything wrong with this thing. And and typically your brain always directs you to things that you've seen break before. Like yes. so the number of things that I saw break this year, like uh I ripped the right rear shock tower right off of the chassis this year. So I'm Oof. now always inspecting Oof. the welds on that shock tower. Mm -hmm. Uh, i i for some reason the left rear wheel bearing is the one that seems to fail more because it's easier to get the dirt in there so that's probably the first hub i pull off the car if i'm thinking well maybe it's time to repack the wheel bearings. uh when you know the engine you have to make sure that uh the oil gets changed every so so many laps the air filter gets clean and it's sealed up so you don't get any dirt in there you got to run the valves so if you, if there's any change in the valve lash, you can tell that, you know, you're wearing out a lifter or, uh, you're wearing out a valve seat, something in the, in the rotating assembly is worn and you can catch it before you, you know, if you just keep racing and racing and don't look at it, you're going to blow it up. Right. So, uh, things like that, you know, preventative maintenance wise, it comes from, already having the failures or else having somebody tell you like hey you should probably look out for this but it really doesn't for me it's never really set in until I, broke, I actually broke and dropped out of a race because of it it's like yeah somebody can go oh you need, you need to replace that that part you know every 500 laps and it's like screw you that's too expensive <laughs> to do that every 500 laps you know but then when you got a brand new one and it breaks in 400 laps you're like Man, maybe I should do it over three hundred laps.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh man. Yeah.
2: Uh, it, it changes your perspective a lot. So um you know, all of the things that, that kinda hurt us this year and and just mind you, the coil short rod thing again has changed the maintenance game. You're now uh require you know, like it's requiring you to do you your U joints and stuff are, are a huge part with the short rod coil thing and and then um you know all that stuff is going to wear out more uh now that you've got it's just there's a lot more stress on it so you're in what used to be a 1500 lap maintenance program now is a 500 lap program or less and it's it's just requiring more More. maintenance which also costs more money because every time you change a part or you know whatever it's just you know even even grease and oil and stuff costs money you know yeah. What I mean? so yeah it's not free um i you try to change it as often as you can and what i've found too is like we're working with uh all these different tracks and sanctioning bodies series are requiring different engines and stuff like uh-huh. that so uh, we've adapted and had more cars than i'm used to working with like we got a w16 car 358 spec uh pa spec big block big small block, um all ready to race so that we can go to all these events we're in 99 races here right so any time to be like okay tomorrow we're going to a big block race so we're going to put the big block in then the next day we're going to a big small block race so we're going to Pull the motor out and put the big vault. You ain't doing that. So you got to have a whole nother car. Right. Right. Uh, so, between all these cars, uh, something that I'm doing to update my program this year is we're going to have uh, like a notebook and say, you know, like be able to check off, you know, every so many laps, did you do this process? Like, like I said, say wheel bearings or. Right. Um change the motor oil. Um change this bolt that is common that breaks and just put a new one in for the sake of it. Um you know, just things like that or stuff that you uh if you're just maintaining one car, it's like you almost over maintain it. But when you're doing doing five or six cars it's it's a little bit harder. It's also harder to find the funding to, to be able to replace stuff. I mean like say you have a product sponsor and they and they give you um some part and um you, it's like well thank you that's awesome that saves me a lot of money right well you use that three four five times and then um it's time to replace it again and they're like i already gave you five of those like <laughs> you know you know what i mean so yeah it's, yeah yeah. it's hard to explain I'm no way complaining, but what I'm saying is like, you know, to explain the fact that like stuff breaks is that you can only replace it so many times. And then exactly. You run on either money or support or, you know, sponsorship of, or something, you know, it's very hard to just, cause it's like, it's not like you can just go and put a new car together every single race. So it's really hard to pick and choose what you do, what you don't do, what you spend mm-hmm. money on, what you don't, uh, it's a whole game in itself. And I mean, it's just really hard to, to grasp until you've been through it. And, um, but something that I always try to, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you guys are doing a podcast, like, um, Mandy and I, you know, try to explain a lot of stuff in in her vlogs, you know, just to expand the sport, because the more the the fans can, how much there really is to it it kind of yeah. intrigues and and expands what's going on because you know I always try to say like circle track racing just looks like a bunch of cars going in circles until you yeah. break down all the different stuff that goes into it and then it changes your brain when uh, we're, we're leading the south series and all I got to do is finish 15th uh, in the last race and you know it was gut-wrenching because it's like a snap ring or a bolt could break and you're done. Right. And the whole thing's over. Yep. It has nothing to do with, you know, everybody wants to break it down to like this driver versus that driver and that and stuff. It's, <coughs> it's down to uh, half the time. It's more mechanical than anything. And, but that, but, I'll, but there also is a physical part to it too. And and a mental game and everything. So it's, the whole thing wrapped together just makes it very exciting. The more you can expose it. And uh, so that's why I appreciate things like this podcast, you know, like it kind of exposes the fans more, more in depth and, and can create more excitement for the sport.
1: Well, we, we appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Um, thank you, Mike. And uh, going back a little bit to the, the different series and the different motors, and I guess it kind of something I was, uh, was going to touch on a little bit earlier you know, with Dale has his short track super series, uh, the sunshine swing. And then I think it's literally like two days later, dirt car national starts for the super dirt car series. So, and I know it's two different cars that you run in two different motors. So how much of a logistical nightmare is that for you? You know, being that far away from your shop and you need two different cars, two days apart from each other.
2: It, it's, what's messy is the trailer that's the worst part so so this is this is interesting because like so last year we went to the sunshine swing and went we're just gonna run Bubba's Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and there's no way we could do Volusia because now you'd have to have the American racer tires the Hoosier tires you gotta have a big block you gotta have a big small block might need might even need a spec um how are you going to carry all those cars, motors and tires in one trailer and, you know, justify what it costs. Right. So we, we just went down to Bubba's and one night rained out and we really only used, we really only needed to use one car and we really didn't use that many tires. And we kind of got done Went, man, I wish we brought some Hoosiers and, <laughs> we could have went to Volusia next week. So then fast forward to to the end of this year, we we were getting ready to go to Georgetown. It's like, okay, we had we were like, We're gonna go to Georgetown, we're gonna win the South Series Championship, we're gonna head down to Cherokee, we're gonna run that, we're gonna go to Charlotte, and then we're gonna go to Louisiana. and, we're, and all these tracks require different tires, different motors, different stuff. Um Luckily, we brought just enough stuff because we, we, had a, we had a big block car, big small block car, all the American racers and Hoosiers we needed, plus a spare big block. Um, first big block bent a valve at Cherokee, so we got to change the motor. So now we don't have a spare motor anymore. Um, we get to Louisiana, and first night, big small block uh, breaks the valve. So now we're down to one engine, one car. Uh, then that car, um, with two nights ago, we, bro- we broke drive line. So we're down to one drive line setup, and we so we change that. We're like we're down to the nitty gritty here. Like we, hopefully we can finish <laughs> this out and go home. So. As much confidence I had doing it, it was like, okay, this was really close. I'm glad we had just enough stuff to get through it, but now we really got to restock and and pack up to be able to go to Florida and be ready for this. So like now we got to have a whole nother drive line spare, um, another motor spare, fix the motors we got, get back into it. But, um, I mean to answer your question, we're gonna we're gonna bring just enough hoosiers and american racers together so that we can do the do the sunshine swing and then go to volusia and and then hopefully you know the motors and everything hold together and we can do them both and don't have any issues but uh i guess really all you can do is just hope and pray
1: <laughs> it sounds yeah. like an absolute yeah, no, you're nightmare right. it sounds like a nightmare <laughs>
2: yeah oh my god it, it is would... it, it it turns into i oh. think you got like some downtime in between these races and And, uh, you know, I'd love to be able to go do something other than just race every single day. um, Yeah, no, right. All day, every day. Like, I think there was one day we were on the way to one of the tracks in Louisiana, and Mandy goes, you know, we just passed the place that Bonnie and Clyde got shot. I'd really love to go see that. And and, uh, I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to be able to take you there, but... You gotta go race. <laughs> like, I got, yeah, I gotta race tomorrow. We're so tomorrow. far behind because we're changing motors and you know doing all this stuff that it, it kind of doesn't give you the the time to to step out and do stuff like that. And I, I know down there, like a lot of people were going to check out Duck Dynasty and literally yeah. all we did was race. But um,
1: you didn't stop at anywhere know, on the way I'm home.
2: Very. What's that?
1: You didn't stop and look at any of that stuff on the way home.
2: Could have. Would have, should have, but uh, <laughs> after the last Ooh. race, we were so worn out, we just yeah. booked it and yeah. the last, you know, we just went straight home. I think we were just eager to, you know, Go get on. home to our own bed yeah. and, and then, like, start over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come back. back to the nice <laughs> cold weather. Yeah, it's
3: hot in season now,
2: so. That's the worst part, too, because, like, you get back, it's snowing. I'm like, wait a minute. Now we got to winterize the toter, or else stuff's going to freeze up in there. you will have a leak or something next spring.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's like, oh, crap. I can't, you know, I wanted to just, after driving for 24 hours, just relax, relax for a whole day and do nothing. I was like, no, we got to get this done first. So um, we knocked that out and um, got the motors out of the cars, sent out for rebuilds, and, uh, now things are going a little more like the offseason, I know. but Which isn't which is very good. long anymore. Maybe we can – we're going to uh, go celebrate Thanksgiving later this week and spend a little time with family, which is nice. There you go. Yeah, that's what it's for.
1: Now, uh, your plans for next year uh, pretty much the same as this year?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I it it's really hard to say because you know, the off is so exciting because like every it's almost every day somebody sends me some screenshot from Facebook or or uh a text of like, did you see this race come out? You know, like already uh you know, we're seeing uh twenty five thousand to win at at uh, Cherokee and uh and then another another uh elite series race at Utica Rome was announced over the weekend Mm -hmm. um so with all that happening it's like it's pretty hard to to know exactly what way it's going to go like what you're going to do and what you're not going to do i definitely know so the way i plan the schedule is just uh money right (laughs) so if the race pays a lot of money then we go to that one
0: yeah yeah Uh, and and this year
2: probably even more than than this past year, like this past year, okay, it's like yeah, we're running the series, so there's points, 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 and um when it's all said and done, the you the points don't pay what the races pay, so you kind of right. gotta. Um, I mean, they certainly help if you win, the points. It certainly helps and gives you a little paycheck over the off season. Maybe you can freshen mm-hmm. the motor, buy a motor, do something like that, but. Uh, uh, the races are are where it's at, and um, I think that's the focus. So it's, you kind of got to pick and choose based on, you know, the guys that are paying the money, and um, it certainly makes it hard when there's more than one big race in the same day. But um, oh yeah, I bet. You know, if there's only one, then you got to go support it and, um, you know, go after it. I it's like. I I see it two ways. I go after it because we need it so that we can make our program better and be more competitive. The more money we have, the better engines we can get, the better cars we can have, fresher equipment, um, be able to replace more stuff in our maintenance program, et cetera. But I also just see that these tracks take a risk at putting up these purses. And if we don't go, then do you think they're going to do it again? Nope. So.
0: Nope. So no.
2: I just I just want to go, just make sure that they keep doing it on, on on that end too. So. And then hope you win a, a couple along the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, and you can't win them all, but I think, yeah, you know, if you put yourself in position enough times, yep. Eventually you yep. can win. It's yeah, you're and, gonna get it. Um, you also learn every time you go. You go and and you take notes and. Mm-hmm. You know you change a few things the next time and get yourself a little further up in the running order. And once you're, once you're racing for the lead, it's then it comes down to how bad do you want it?
0: <laughs>
2: but when you're racing for eight, that's, you know, there's a lot more factors than that. You know, you got maybe you're the wrong gear ratio, wrong springs, wrong shocks, wrong this, wrong that, but um, you gotta get yourself up there. And then once you're up there, it's, you narrow it down. All right, Mike,
3: your Mount Rushmore of racing, any class, any drivers, living or dead, who is on your Mount Rushmore of racing?
0: Whew.
2: Wow. Um, <laughs> so, like, is, is this a list of drivers?
3: Yeah, four drivers. Yes, okay. your, your drivers. drivers. It's your Mount Rushmore drivers of racing. In, I, Mike Mahaney, am making a Mount Rushmore in, of four drivers. Any class, living or dead, who is on your Mount Rushmore?
1: In any class, okay. Yep. Don't, the only uh, exception is you cannot pick
2: Kyle Busch. Yeah. I don't think I'd pick him anyway.
3: They're oh, God. thank God. Thank um,
2: God. All right.
3: All right. Good job, Mike. All right. Let's
2: see here. In, in uh, I, I got it. I, let's just first and foremost get my father-in-law in here because he's he's won in any kind of dirt car and he's got a ridiculous amount of wins in in yeah. That's that's everything.
3: he does. Yes. <laughs> yeah, seven hundred and thirty seven
2: oh I my think. God, I can't, I and can't he's, so
3: and he's still so winning. So
2: Billy Pouch Senior is yes is definitely on there. Uh yep. Next let's jump to a different class. Like uh Okay. What in Sprint cars, I think you got to say Steve Kinzer. There you go. Yep. In,
3: Twenty times.
2: Uh, in, uh, say Formula One, I think you got to look at Lewis Hamilton. It's that is
0: like insane.
2: Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think. Um, in man, I don't know. Give me a give me a division to choose from. Something. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> how about? Oh man, I don't know. Wingless sprint cars. Wingless sprint, car. you Wingless sack, sprint uh... Cars. You sack.
2: I am. I mean, I'm I'm really impressed by. A lot of drivers in wing sprint cars, right? You know, something that I really want to point out. This is very hard because wingless sprint cars is probably one of the most dangerous and most exciting sports I've ever seen. Absolutely. And oh yeah, uh, there's a handful of guys right now to watch that are all incredible. I mean, I mean, it's just. I couldn't, I couldn't even pick one like that races currently and say he's better than all the rest. Like they're all good. So. Yes. That's really that's one of the toughest questions because I can't, like I can't, I just can't pick one out that says like this guy's so much better. It's really competitive every night wherever you go.
0: It is so
2: That's why I
3: love it. I would put Jack Hewitt up there because I think Jack Hewitt is just badass.
2: Yeah, he's awesome. He's on. Awesome. I mean, but like currently, but, I
3: got to go, me personally, at the USAC guys, I got to go with Brady Bacon. That guy's, he's a
2: badass too. He is. And he's very consistent and also smooth. Yes.
0: And, I, yes. and he's
2: uh, hes fluid and just, and he, and he gets to the field and takes what he can get and then also yep. has yep. the ability to just drive the wheels off it. So yeah, I got to give him. Huge, huge props. He's really good. And then
3: you got, you know, Justin Grant, Kevin Thomas Jr., who's – I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're 100% right. There's a whole – Also very I,
2: notable, which is exactly yes. why it's really hard. You, yeah, you it is. Like, no, you're, you're, you're not going to have yeah. Brady Bacon look like Steve Kinzer because he's got to race against Justin Grant, and he's got You know what I mean? Yeah, Chris Windham
3: and uh, uh, Kevin Thomas Jr. Right. No, yeah. definitely so not. That, that's really tough. Yeah, it is. It's really tough, and to do it and to win and win win four championships doing it says a lot. Yeah. In my in my opinion.
2: Yep. Um, I guess I you know I missed the big one is Kyle Larson is. Uh, I don't think anybody can argue oh, that, guy's that he's
0: just, unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, he's at the. He's at the top in any division he gets into, yep. and it's it's really uh, like I don't even I can't even fathom like being able to jump in all that different stuff and and win and juggle all the things that are going on with NASCAR and I mean it'd, it'd be one thing if he just raced dirt and like just won everything there but like he's not even winning all the races that he could because he's got to do NASCAR stuff. <laughs> yeah. Know?
3: Yeah, is it that yeah, is that scary so like NASCAR gets in his way of accomplishing that?
2: Yeah, it, it gets in the way. I don't I don't know why. Yeah, yeah they exactly. Pay them so much money to do that because yeah. their dirt race is way yeah, more way yeah, like it, Why can't why can't they they be like roles. Reverse a wicked product? It sponsors and stuff and and corporations involved in dirt racing where the where the racing is more exciting so that you know some of the money could go that way and and people would focus on it i don't think you'd ever see and you know it's it's anybody can say whatever but i'm just my opinion i don't think you'd ever see kyle larson in, in an asphalt car at all no. If it wasn't well, besides, yeah. you know, just there's there's available money in NASCAR and I don't blame him, you know, but mm-hmm. definitely think that that's the reason and um otherwise you'd just be you'd just be winning all the sprint car races everywhere.
1: Well and starting next year him and Brad Sweet are gonna be the promoters at Silver Dollar Raceway, so you know, no. I don't know Look it at the brother in laws. I don't know how he has time to do anything.
2: I don't either. I mean has gotta be he's gotta be a lot he's gotta be good at, at uh, you know, putting people in place to help him as well. Oh I'm sure, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, somebody's you know, managing him very well. Is a yeah. huge part of of being good at anything because no one person can do it all. And I I think uh you know, but it also helps like when you have special talent like that and and then good people surround you, you know what I mean? It attracts good people, so. Yep.
1: Absolutely. I I,
2: think,
1: you know, oh, go ahead, Mike. I was just, I was just, I think, uh, right now, Kyle Larson is arguably the best driver on this planet right now.
2: Yeah, I think there's things that he hasn't had a chance to drive. And I think, you know, hopefully he gets to, because it'll be fun to watch, but, uh, yeah, it, there isn't a thing that he's gotten and hasn't been, you know, right there with the best guys.
3: I would love he's to see inter- him in a big block. He's an intergalactic juggernaut, is what he is.
2: Yeah, it's insane. Um, uh, I'd love to see him in a big block. Oh. Uh-huh. Love to see him in a in an Indy car, Formula One car,
3: whatever. Uh, I mean, just- once he gets into Indy, he'll probably be like the first five time winner of the Indianapolis 500. I mean, you know, the only one to, you, know, hey, you know, that's how it just goes. And he's still young. And he's, what, in his late 20s now? Mid, late yeah. 20s? Yeah, he's
1: like 28. Yeah. He's still really young.
3: Dude, get it now while you're young, while you can recoup, because when you start getting, like, my age in your upper 40s there, it takes a little while longer to recoup. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't even know. There's no explanation for It, it makes no sense. He's just a phenom. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just a
3: phenom. I mean, is he a human being? First question.
2: Probably not. Probably yeah. not. I'd, i think we should probably, you know, offer Break him a, down, have a body cavity search or something on him. When, when <laughs> yeah, him over There, and there
3: find
1: you go. Out. Yeah. I uh, think he's a ro- he's a robot. I, I think Elon Musk built him. Yeah, it's actually Elon Musk. He like he
3: uses a remote remocatrolly. I used to yeah, love
2: to play it's, basketball it's um when I was in, in middle school and high school and like my coach broke my heart. He said, You're never gonna go to the NBA because those guys are freaks of nature. Like you're never like you're never gonna be that tall, that strong, that fast, jump that high. Like those guys are just like aliens. And yeah, that's what you got right there. He's it's just insane what he's doing and I don't know how to explain it. Hey, you're a
1: pretty tall guy though, aren't you, Mike? What are
2: you, 6'2"? I am. I am pretty yeah. tall, and I'm and I'm relatively athletic, but I have nothing on, uh, you know, people in professional basketball, baseball, football, anything like that. I mean, they, those guys <laughs> are literally freaks of nature. They they are incredible. So, but that's why they make the big bucks, and that's why they do that. And, uh, I, I dig. Or whatever i can do and i i i know that i realize it and i just work with what i got and um sometimes to to keep doing what i want to do i gotta raffle a race car off and sell, sell tickets <laughs> to, to try to afford it or go to a swap meet and sell stuff and try to buy cheap stuff or I mean, literally scrounge for anything I can do to try to get ahead. And uh, I
3: have an idea. I, I have an that, idea.
2: That's me in a nutshell. I just kind of accept it and, and just go for it.
3: I have an idea. Why not fly Kyle Larson out? He can bless your cars in your shop. There you
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they need. I mean, either that or I'll just, I mean, it'd probably be easier just to put him in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't change Just, the seats. You all know. you got to do is change the seat right? We are yeah. way like two feet taller than him. Why am I? Why am I worrying about changing the wheel bearings? All I got to do is change the seat There you yeah, go. That's it. That's in all you got to do. In fact, um, he'll probably I broke bring his own seat with him. That's what he told me.
1: Who? uh The uh buh, 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 buh.
2: Norm Hansel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I that, think know, the, the easiest thing to change in, the, in a car is the driver. So, hmm There you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I, I bet you Kyle Larson would probably bring his own seat with him, so it's not like you'd have to buy a different seat. So it's not going to cost you any money just to labor or change them out. There you go. See? Boom. Done. Kyle Larson driving the 35 next year. <laughs> That I'll pick him to win everything. I
2: don't. I don't. I gotta tell you, I don't think he would pick my car. <laughs>
0: you
2: know, if you notice, that's one thing about being on top is that um, he's gonna pick the car that's already winning all the races, right? Yeah,
1: he's gonna and, be in uh, a Hellmar car.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm proud of. I'm proud of what we were doing, and I'm really proud of our team and the effort we put in and the results that we've gotten and everything. But you know, don't don't get it twisted. I I have a sense of reality, and that um, there's still a long ways to go. And but I'm willing to again work, scrap yeah. and scrounge and do whatever the hell I got to do to get there. So keep well, going and, and just keep going, and then and eventually get a little bit better, a little bit better, all a little bit at a time, and and every mm-hmm. little every little detail adds up. Well,
1: I I put you. I, w- I would put you in my top five of drivers who could win anywhere they show up. Yeah, I second That's that. That's
2: pretty cool. I really appreciate that. That's cool. I mean, because yeah. I, I mean, I'm aware again, there's a lot of, a lot of talent to choose from, and, uh, you know, I race against some, some really talented yeah, drivers absolutely. that have more experience than me, and, and you beaten them though. Uh, I yeah it's and it it feels so, great you know those times those so, you do when you are you able to come out on top it's such a feeling because how many times did they beat you in the ground yeah I, no, to I make did you that feel yeah the by night. yourself until you finally did um get a chance to to beat them and you know so that's the thing you know like it makes you feel that much better cause you cuz cause you had to try so hard uh, there's the only, longer there's... you go through sports, competitive, you know, it just teaches you that. Like if winning was easy, it wouldn't be that big a deal. It's not even that much nah, fun. it wouldn't be fun either, would it? It's the yeah. uh, it's the struggle that makes it. Yep. yep. Feel so great.
3: That makes a true champion to me.
1: There's only one track that I won't pick you to win at, but I'll pick your brother-in-law. So I'll just, I'll keep uh, it in the fam- I'll keep it in the family. That's
2: Georgetown. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't pick Billy Jr. to win at Georgetown, <laughs> then you're Philly, because that
0: I mean yeah, that, how many up, times yeah, in a row did he win with...
2: there this year with it? Oh, five. Five, yes,
0: it yeah, was five
3: times. Yeah, he actually oh, reminded us of that too.
2: That's um I I gotta say, so like this this day and age it's really I think something I, I don't know if this is even my place to say, but I think that uh, it has to weigh on Billy Jr. that his father has won anything and everything, and it's like how do you ever live up to that right, right. well um, you know that sort of thing winning winning five races in a row with, at a track is like holy cow that's, you're you're doing that's,
0: it like yeah, that's, that's something big.
2: that was incredible. I was really impressed and i'm uh, I'm proud of him for that I know he works really hard and Mhm. you know i got i've gotten uh closer with with billy jr and senior uh due to all of our like thanksgiving and christmases and stuff like that you know spending it's, it's more time together and it's it's really awesome to see that because i know you know again like all these drivers that we race against you don't see what they do behind the scenes right and uh once you do it it gives you a much further appreciation for what they're able to accomplish. And, um, you know, so I, I do get to see a little a little bit of what he goes through and uh, having a family and uh, working a full-time job where I do this. I do racing full-time. It's different. So um, I think mm-hmm. he won like 17 races this year. And yep. five in a row at Georgetown is really something. So I'm proud of him for that
1: um before we uh before we wrap things up tonight mike uh is there anyone that you'd like to to uh thank
2: yeah <laughs> i definitely can't <laughs> do this alone so uh first of all i want to thank mandy for putting up with me because uh for instance that three-week trip in the south um most recently going to louisiana everything uh that couldn't have been easy for her uh So definitely awesome that she puts up with the whole thing and and enjoys racing as much as I do. Right. Definitely want to thank uh, my car owners, George and Julie Hudding and their whole family and uh, their family dealerships, Adirondack Auto, Hudding, Nissan, um, Adirondack Chevrolet and uh, Napa Auto Parts. I want to thank... Uh, you know all of the people that worked on our engines and um, my crew for you know traveling to 99 races and and uh, working on the wow. cars that probably need new stuff and we're dealing with trying to fix something that you should just replace and uh you know those things it's way easier to just buy a new one than it is to fix something so you know putting up with that is is hard and i really appreciate them doing it because you save money here and there and it adds up and it helps get better and uh, all of our sponsors and supporters all the people that that watch mandy's vlogs and uh, the people that comment on facebook and uh, that watch the podcast and Tune into the races and stuff like that is awesome. I love that that uh, people. I love that people love dirt racing because I love it, and I just I wish more people loved it as much as I do. And um, the more people we can get involved, it just makes it more fun. And so, I think yeah, that's about it.
1: That's, that's not quite the list there, but uh, yeah, I understand it takes a takes a lot to. To keep things going so all the all the help is am sure greatly appreciate appreciative. so um and we're greatly appreciative of you coming on here tonight taking some time out chatting with us uh i think this is your second time on the show so we appreciate you yes, coming back yeah thank you yeah and uh, you know we yeah wish thanks you, for having
2: me on multiple times that no problem i i kind of wondered what kind of trouble i'd get in the second time around because the first time I was like, "Whoa, these guys." Um, we're your, your podcast up, yeah. is edgy. You know, there, there's there's some well, that are that, there's some yeah. that are really like politically correct and stuff, and I would not say that. No, nah, we're being people. us. So, we're
3: just being us. Yeah, yeah
2: which which attracts uh, a different crowd, and and I appreciate that. You know, like <laughs> maybe maybe you don't let your 13 year old kid watch like listen to this one Oh, yeah no oh, probably no, not no, no. no it's like uh, yeah, yeah no it's time, for, for the adults it's rated I, mean, R. I think this is awesome and uh, you know i
0: appreciate uh,
1: it you know uh, just real quick you know Brian and i actually talked about this before the show cuz we were talking about some other uh, some other podcasts and stuff out there and we're not we're not knocking anybody but we 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 uh categorize uh categorise ourselves as the the podcast who who pushes the gray areas in the rule book, you know, so to speak. There you go. Uh, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> and mean, it's a very so
3: very large gray area. And
2: rule books, there there is no <sighs> law that says that you can't do this. Right. That's um, right.
0: That's um, right. This is, just this being is a free
2: country, and uh, now more than ever, we need to uh, exercise those rights and show that show what's possible and. That is one good thing that that you can show the young kids is that um, we don't want them all to to just grow up and um, kind of just be sheep. So yeah, yeah. Uh, teach them to to draw outside the lines and a little bit here and there. Yes, but also well, like yeah. respect people I, and care about people as well. You know, like, yeah, you don't have to too crazy, but but I I do think that you know. Now more than ever, the you know exercising our right to be free is kind of big. So
0: I agree. That's a good we point. Agree. I we
2: agree. agree. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so all right, Mike. We appreciate it. Uh, I nice know you here, guys have. I, yep, I know you guys have a big show coming up on Wednesday night. So I look forward to that. Uh, enjoy enjoy the holidays with your family. And, uh, you know, best of luck uh, coming up this next year.
2: Yeah, thanks. Shameless plug. I think the show will be on uh, Facebook Live with uh, the the pouches, and and I get to be included with that. So check it out if you want. And thank you guys all for listening, and see you next time.
1: All right, Mike. Thanks. We appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Good night. That was Mike Mahane. The brother-in-law, yep. The, the, the brother-in-law. The brother-in-law. Is, that your, is that your new nickname for him? Yeah, the that's the new
3: nickname, the brother-in-law, Mike Mahane. Well, he doesn't
1: have a nickname, so... Um, I think
3: he pretty much, without saying it, he just called us the Black Sheep of Podcast. I
1: think he did,
3: too. I'm okay with He's, it. I'm fine with it. I, I, I love what he said. You guys are a little edgy. Like, well, thank God. Oh, we're just being us.
1: Yeah, we're being us. You know, so. we're just... Uh,
3: I mean, we're just being us. I mean, that's all we're doing. Is being, and it, it attracted to what kind of crowd is that, Mike? The detention <laughs> crowd? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that was a good 13 year old. We're just being us. Can we, yeah, whatever. And we okay. want the drivers, our guests, to come on and just be you.
1: Yeah, you know, racing can be extremely stressful, I'm sure. You Absolutely. know, stre- Loosen it's, up, it's, have fun, it's laugh, stressful, it's, Yeah. And stressful for me as a fan to watch. I can only imagine oh, in, in the, the oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I can only but imagine sitting I'm like there like this like
3: imagine yeah. what he's going through.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is time to just
3: online have fun, answer, it's be knuckleheads with us. That's all. You,
1: you want to tell us who ratted you out for the bump stop last year? we, we know it. with it. Al <laughs> You know, no, How it's good, hard. good, uh, uh, great interview once again. Uh, Mike's a great guy I, I hope he has uh, better luck this next year I, I mean, I'm not going to say
3: good,
0: anything
1: he had a good year but he, I think he had, he had a ton of bad luck just dumb luck this year and uh, I think he's definitely a way better driver than that
0: he
3: is a way better driver than that yeah. <laughs> So he could be uh, look the guy like you said I, I would definitely I echo what you said definitely be in my top five and just like go anywhere and win yeah, absolutely. He's—I think he's at, the guy works his ass off. Very knowledgeable car. Works is—it's going to pay off. They're getting close. Er, yeah. they're getting closer. They
1: are. I heard through the grapevine that he was one of the drivers uh, sharing a lot of knowledge down south. Like he was just very—all the guys down south were saying he was very approachable. You know, he is. Yeah, and giving them a helping hand what he could because you know. he gives
3: it. Because he gives a shit about the sport, too, first and foremost.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, uh, even though he races for a living, he almost, almost like he's a blue collar racer still, you know? Like, so, that's no, great. I love it. So,
3: I'm predicting Mike. No, I'm not, I, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't, can't do that two years in a row to the poor guy.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because you know, if
3: I pick a driver I don't like, it, that will totally backfire on me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm just. Just gonna leave it alone. Just, gonna, just Just leave it alone. I, well, we have our uh, our last show, December thirteenth. We have Knucklehead uh, Nick there on. We'll we'll do our final pre-predictions for 2022.
1: Okay, sounds good to me. See
3: see how many times my answer has changed.
1: Yeah. Um, so, as, like Mike said, you know, uh, Brett Dale is doing some big stuff again next year. I don't know how many of these twenty-five thousand to win races he's gonna have. He's got two already released. I would think he's probably gonna have one to three more. I'm thinking somewhere in three to five realm. Yeah, to start. That's just, just a start. Just a start. It's just it's hard to fill You're, those in.
3: Right. But let's see. I'm telling you right now, I, I, I said in our in our pre show meeting in the war room, if there's gonna be another one, I'm going I'm predicting it's gonna be the hard clay finale during Easter State's weekend. During Easter State's weekend.
1: I think he's also gonna take just the one of the the, the race at Louisiana that's twenty to grand. I think he's gonna bump that to twenty five grand to win and make that one of the races as well.
3: Okay, so that would be the, the seventy five lapper, or do you short shorten that one up? I don't know. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Okay. But, I mean, it, well, yeah. That would, I mean, because Tim, I mean, I, I say this loosely because I don't know how hard or easy it would be, but to me, it would seem you're already paying twenty grand to win. How with difficult? Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. What's how difficult is it to come up with another five grand to pay on top of that and make it one of the twenty five to win races? You know, it's, it's possible.
0: Uh,
3: well, I right, so he picked a, here in New York, one of the, I guess, bigger races was the New York at Unica Rome back then. Yeah. Uh, Cherokee, I I still say the hard, I'm still predicting the hard clay finale. If he was there this year, he wasn't supposed to, but he was there this year. Eastern States is a big deal.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I think they kiss and make up.
0: Yeah.
1: I that's, mean, I don't, I, but, You know, somewhat. So I don't know where else he fits one in. I mean, he's already got two races that are 50,000 to win. You know, yeah, and, that's the
3: Speed Showcase at Port Royal and the Fonda, the Fonda. 200. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm saying Eastern States weekend. You know, we'll
1: see. Uh, I think it's going to be. I, th- I, that's my prediction. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard. I mean, with utica uh the New Yorker this past year was only 10,000. I say only, but it was 10,000 a win. Yeah. With it being 25,000 to win this year, it's the same day as um, the Coal Cracker. Coal Cracker, so you're definitely not getting any. You're probably not getting very many New Yorkers coming down to the Coal Cracker this year with 25,000 no, a win. No, for less laps.
3: You're not going yeah. you know? to see any South Region guys come up. It, yeah. I just you know, so. Uh, yeah, so I don't think it hurts the cold I don't think it's gonna hurt anybody.
1: No, I don't think it's gonna hurt the cold cracker at all. I mean that's so I mean it's it's good. It's good for the sport. I love seeing more more big money races. He's the guy, I'm telling
3: you, he's gonna be the guy who really end, Dude yeah, Indiana swing. Be-
1: Indiana swing. We need an Indiana swing. Well maybe we need to get Brett Dale back on. I think we do. I think, I think uh,
3: uh, we do. When when? we we're still yeah, ju- yeah we're still doubling our twenty twenty two schedule, so that's yeah, one, it would one be,
1: concern. Yeah, it would be tough. It's gonna be tough to fit him in at the beginning of the year, but Indiana swing needs to happen. It absolutely has to happen. I would uh, where I would go. I would take vacation and go. I would, too. Dude, I would, oh, my God. Not dude. only do I
3: want to go out there for sprint weeks anyway for you, the wingless stuff, but, dude, we've e- seen especially it. Especially if
1: you could team up and do a show with either midgets or wingless 410s. doesn't have to be a USAC-sanctioned race, but, you know. You have the 410s on with, with our Dirt mods, yeah. Or, or midgets. I'd be okay with midgets, too. Midgets would be cool. But it, yeah. that kind of, but that limits the tracks you can go to, though, if you run with midgets, because yeah, you can't go. Little, little, but they do race Eldora. Eldora. Yeah. Oh, they do race Eldora and. Porsche um, act, Action track out there. Do they race action track out there too? It's half mile. I don't
3: know yeah, I the think so. Yeah, so. You and I have watched a lot of USAC this year. Absolutely. Um. Still those, tracks out, those dirt tracks out in Indiana are just, they seem like absolute badass dirt tracks. They are. I want to go to all of them. I want to go to all of them too.
1: Every Kokomo, single one of them. Cocomo for sure.
3: Yeah, definitely. Bloomington, I really Bloomington. like Bloomington. Paragon seemed pretty
1: badass. Par- Paragon, I think, is on my top of the list. I, I would like to go to Paragon over Cocomo, I think. I know everybody wants to go to Kokomo. It's like it's very cliche though that you want to go to Kokomo. So
3: I, I think mean, Paragon, Paragon. looked pretty, pretty, uh, pretty badass. Bloomington to me stood out because I just seemed badass. Yeah. yeah you're you're right. in Kinser Country there too.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, yep. Lawrenceburg, of course. So I like this track's badass. Yeah. Gas City reminds me. Gas City reminds, kind of, remind me of uh, I want to say Woodhull, like that enters the third one. It's kind of uh, like yeah. weird. You know, uh-huh. it's like tight. That seemed like a They all seem great. I want to go to all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I think yeah, great.
1: definitely. Paragon. I think a Blumenton. four. Like a four race swing out in Indiana would be awesome. Oh, would be badass. That
3: would be. It'd be, it'd be absolutely awesome. badass. Yeah. Holy crap. And have it like you do your Cajun swing. You had a champion. Ryan yeah. go down. Um. Do the same thing out there. Like the yeah. Big West shootout or something. Call it something like that.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I know. But when? <laughs> when? Yeah, you know. I know that. When is the, the issue. And then I know Dale has an engine builder out there that's building his new motors for the, the series motors. So maybe I mean, they, they help promote things out there. I forget exactly almost, where they're at. but
3: They could be talking about this right now. They're going to say, you know what? Not this year. 2023. Oh, Boom.
1: There it is. Yeah. Western
3: or Indiana swing. The, 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 then he's going to work on Australia if ever, anything ever calms down about going overseas.
1: Yeah, no, right? I just don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know when you fit in the Indiana swing. You have to do it at the end of the year. You have to do it. Yeah, because the Midwest is just
3: like us in the Northeast with the winters out there. Yeah. So it's, you got to. You, so you, you ain't going out there in the middle of winter like when you're going down no. to Florida.
1: Yeah. You would probably have to squeeze it in, like, March sometime. Try to squeeze it in, in March. March, March, April. Before tracks start running weekly.
0: Memorial Day weekend.
1: Do we have any big races around here Memorial Day weekend? Not that we care of. <laughs> uh, tracks usually have off that weekend for points. Yeah, yeah. Or now some the some don't. Yeah, some run, some don't, so
3: There you go. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And you come home, you still have you leave Sunday and you got the Monday off.
0: Yeah. That
3: may there work. Yeah. I
1: just did it, Brett. Boom. Set it up, Brett. I don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah. Maybe i get ten cars, but uh,
3: nah, that would suck. Ah. Louisiana boys how we gotta figure out those get some of the Louisiana boys up there.
0: It's a hall. It's, it's a hall. Either way, it's kind of. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, better figure it out. Yeah, that's
3: not above, our job. It's, it's above our pay grade. I still want the tri-track series.
1: I do too. We got. to make that happen. We have two players in it. We have we just two players in it. We need a PA track to be in it. So if somebody could give us. Contact information to either Big Diamond or Grandview. We could finish setting up the tri-track series.
3: Yeah, because Doug and Brett. Soon as soon as we told Brett Hearn that Doug said he was in, he goes, "All right, I'm in." Yep. So let's do it. Let's,
0: let's
3: do it. Quit the shit and let's do it. Yep, I agree. Let's do it. Let's You know what really puts us together? You know what really puts us together? Brett Dale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: possible. It's possible, so... All uh, right, well, we'll see. All right, kids. That's all the time we got for you tonight. Uh, who's on? Next week, we have... Uh, the Colonel! The Colonel, Mike Mareska, coming yeah, off his...
3: Right. Uh, it was going to tell us how many different Kentucky Fried Chicken he's been to this year.
1: Yeah, especially down in South Carolina this past week. That's
3: right, where he's running late models.
1: Yeah, uh, we... Yeah, it was. So next week we will talk to Michael Mareska. But for the, the mouth Brian Hustlinger, myself, Michael Clark Griswold, you have been Black Flagged. Shut the f*** up!